This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie. I'm Sensei Randy. And you guys know Sensei Randy. He's been on a ton of times, but today is special because finally, and you'll find this interesting, Sensei Randy, it's our 200th episode. No. Yeah, I got it right. It's our 200th episode. Yes, it is. 200. Wow. I know. That is special. So we decided that we were going to finally find out, let's see, how do I want to put this? What is anime? Have we ever seen anime? Do we like anime? And karate in anime. That was my goal. That was the big one. And I think we've achieved it. I think so. It's a good thing that we have somebody who's um, a very special anime person with us. Well, Sensei Randy, your background goes back to Childhood. Yeah, I've, right. I've been watching anime for a very long time. I remember watching it when it came on after Saturday morning cartoons. And for people who don't know what anime is, is it's basically Japanese cartoons, and they tend to be more geared towards teenagers and adults. And as you'll hear in the discussion, this one skews much more towards the upper teenager ages or even adult because of the it isn't graphic content, but it's very mature content. No, it's graphic. It's great. It's, There's yeah. a lot of blood. There is a lot of blood. I'm just saying there was a lot of blood. But let's tell them which one we watched. We watched Demon Slayer, which is a very popular anime right now. If you look around, especially at younger people, you'll probably see them wearing the T-shirts and that sort of thing. It's extremely popular both in Japan and America. So before we get into Demon Slayer, my first question for Sensei was this. I heard the other day somebody talk about manga and I'm saying that word right, correct? Yes, manga. In video game. And that confused me because I thought manga was all graphic, like comic books. And manga is graphic. It's basically their version of a comic book. And it's not always in black and white, but the majority of it is going to be oh, black and white. I didn't um, know that. Occasionally there's full color mangas, but usually those are special. And, and sometimes they'll throw in a few color pages, but usually the big color pages are the covers or the special pages. But for the oh. most part, they're black and white. And manga is their form of comics. Anime is their form of animation because anime can include their kitty shows, like how we have our little kitty shows. But most anime is adapted from manga. So if a manga is extremely popular, it will get adapted into an anime. But that's not the only source. There's a ton of other sources. I And Demon Slayer started as a manga. Yes. Demon Slayer started as a manga. And the manga has, in fact, concluded. So Demon Slayer is one of those animes slash mangas that has a definitive end. And we already know how it's going to end if you read ahead. I have not. So I don't know ah. how it's going to end yet because I'm an anime watcher. But the manga readers know how it's going to end. Got it. So these are very, very scholarly in some way. Well, they're very arms. I'd say they're very broad because some of them can be very deep and some of them can be, you know, very childish. And there's animes that have been brought over to America that people might not even realize are animes. And that is my question. Do you think that we have seen anime when we used to watch pokemon with you or uh... pokemon's definitely an anime that was one of the ones that got adapted so they did do changes over here and another one that i I think a lot of people have seen and don't even realize it's an anime is speed racer which technically would be my first anime because my dad watched it as a cartoon (laughs) when i was a kid i don't want to say out loud that i still watch it it's still fun. <laughs> it's adorable. It's a great show. It's a great little show. I don't so want to sing the song either, but I can't. Come on. No. Then, we'll get, then we'll get copyright striked. Oh. <laughs> and you know what? Once when you were a younger person, um, we all went out and saw Howl's Moving Castle. Yes. And those are like the big Miyazaki films, which are, um, they're made for all ages. 
because they all usually have deep philosophical stories behind them, but they're also fun and not too graphic, you know, with their content and all that kind of stuff. So if I were going to recommend an anime for somebody who really didn't have any experience like I didn't think I did, I would definitely recommend Howl's Moving Castle. How's Moving Castle, uh, Spirited Away is another good one. And yeah, then... but Spirited Away is too sad. We already discussed that today. So yes, don't yeah. watch Spirited Away if, if it's no, your first time. Not unless you have a lot of tissues with you. And another really good one that is also, it also has its sad point, is called Your Name. It doesn't really have any martial arts, so I want to watch that with you guys. But that one's also really good, but it has sad points. When How's Moving Castle is exciting, it's got magic. Because it's castle moves. And it has a fun love story. Yeah. So I recommend it. Not that we aren't going to recommend Demon Slayer. You have to hang on for that. There's just not enough martial arts in uh, House Moving Castle. That's the whole problem. So (laughs) here we go. I would like to start out with the sword play in Demon Slayer. I know that's a weird place to start because it really doesn't come in until episode three. That's right. Yes. And by the way, this is not a movie. It's episodic. Yes. The, The way the series is built is it currently has... Three seasons and a movie. The movie is in between season two and three, or one and two. So maybe we'll watch the movie sometime. Could we do that it's, ever? It, it's not as good unless you watch the series. Okay. So the emotional right. buildup isn't as good if you don't watch the series. It's still a good movie. It's just not as good. Right. You don't know all the characters. Yeah, that's the problem. So one of the things I was interested in where anime and karate versus live action and karate were concerned was how would I like the fight moves and the animation for me personally in the fight moves, there was nothing wrong with it. It Nice sound effects, beautiful swords, beautiful swords. And the fight was like fighting. You had nice Oso men poses where you held, where the guy held the sword over his head. You had nice strikes and block sequences, sometimes using the hilt and so on and so forth. But because it's drawn, you can't, it's kind of, can I use the term stop action? You go from here to there, but you don't see the middle section. Yeah. And I, I, because I was keeping an eye out on this, particularly because we were watching for that, this episodes, I feel like it's more flowy in future episodes. Cause this one, I did notice that they would cut when they were doing a strike, they would cut to like another, another shot angle to where it's like behind their back and then cut back to the front and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. You Mm -hmm. know what it reminded me of was, Almost like a kung fu movie where, like in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, whichever I think that's order. right. Yeah, that's correct. Maybe it goes in the other order, but no, but whatever. Hidden, anyway. dragon, tiger. hidden Dragon first, then no, Crouching, crouching tiger. tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay. Okay. How there was almost a magic in the sword play. Ah. Yeah. And that is another thing that comes up in the series is it isn't actually happening in real life but like when they do the sword techniques like they'll like he does the water techniques like a big wave will come out with it i see we didn't see that in these episodes symbolic it isn't obviously symbolic in the anime but it's like a little editor's note that like this isn't really happening oh this is only symbolic (laughs) i see which i don't think a lot of people know because it's just they don't ever say it it's just a thing but i didn't find the the sword play to be unpleasant to watch let me say that i liked it i did too yeah and his training but now we're getting ahead of ourselves (laughs) so just in case you're like me and did not know anything and i mean did not know anything about demon slayer let's give a short synopsis of what the deal is to start off the short synopsis (laughs) We follow uh, a boy named Tanjiro whose uh, family was killed by a demon. And in the subsequent attack, his sister also becomes a demon. Throughout the three episodes we watched, he, he 
fights to save his sister's life who becomes a demon because of the attack. But throughout, she's torn internally between saving her brother and loving human beings and not wanting to become a demon and the fact that she actually has these demon qualities, fangs, claws, and, you know, eats blood. Yeah. That's right. Well, and, and that demons do eat humans. Right. And right after the attack, uh, a demon slayer of the titular demon slayers comes, <laughs> obviously too late, and is about to kill his sister, but he pleads for his life. And what makes this demon slayer ultimately spare his sister's life is the fact that she did not eat him. Because normally what happens is demons immediately just eat people. Right. They're just blood-hungry monsters. And she tried to save his life. Yes. You know, she protected her human brother, which was really weird for a demon. Now, what was that um, guy who came in and made that decision? What was his character's name? That was Giyu. Giyu, yeah. He was awesome. (laughs) Oh, he was cool and he was handsome. I'm just saying, for those of you who are into that part of it, the main character, Tanjiro, he's new to it all. And he's going to learn and become this great thing. Yeah, he, he was just a humble charcoal seller. Yeah. But this guy, Giro, he comes in and he's like, you know, Chuck Norris in his prime. Let's say that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but did you notice how with Tanjiro, he was nothing compared to Giro, Giro, Giyu in the first episode. But by the time he finished episode three, his hair had changed. Yeah. His body had changed. Yeah. And he had a whole different look about him that maybe the demon slayers have unless they're wearing a mask. Also, at the end of the three episodes we watched during the training arc, there was a large amount of time that passes. He goes through this training throughout two years. Right. So that's how his hair changes. He actually grew it out. Yeah. He became mm-hmm. more involved in the person he so was he about put to in, become. Well, and he, he put in that time. Too. Exactly. He didn't just get it like that normally happens in like these superhero movies and those type of things where like they do something for five minutes and then they have it no they actually tried to imply that you know he worked towards his goal you know i'm glad you said that because that's true and that was part of the things i liked they touched on a lot of martial arts ideas yes in the training sequence which was mostly um the second episode but also into the third right yes so they touched on the elements water and wind and fire and so on. They touched on repetition. They touched on um, the exhaustion. Breathing. Oh, yeah, good one. Breathing. Pushing your limits. Yes. So the sensei, in this case, he's old school, dude. (laughs) He's very old school. I know. He knocked the guy around all the time. He put him down all the time. I was like, wow, how do you keep students? That's what I was thinking. Which, a little bit of a spoiler for everybody, since you all don't see those episodes, they do touch on that the next episode. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm going to spoiler alert, too, and say I would definitely watch this show more. I mean, it would only be fun if I was with people who already liked it and watched it. Like, it's not something I would watch on my own at home. But I would definitely do it again if we had some sort of a situation where I was with three or four people and they said, do you want to do this? I would go, Absolutely. Although I might be lost if they were on season three. <laughs> and then I'd be one of those annoying watchers like, who is he? Who is he? <laughs> Which they have a lot of characters would definitely happen. And if you're just going by their names, you can't remember their names anyway. Especially if you're not that familiar with Japanese and the yeah. Japanese naming styles. It's a little bit more difficult to remember the names. I agree. But can we talk about the drawing of the characters? Because it was very easy to tell the characters apart. Now, I'm going to jump over to my comparison of live action. 
Has this ever happened to you in live action karate films where two or three of the characters kind of look so much alike and they didn't change their dress from each other or anything? And you really have a couple of times when you're not sure which character it is because that does happen to me. <laughs> yes. In, yes. In all sorts of movies. It's really annoying when that happens. Yeah. So I want to give some credit out to the animators. Also credit to the manga artists who gave each character a distinctive Hayori or kimono because each one of them is distinct. Like uh, Tanjiro's is a black and checkered green pattern. Yeah. That makes him quickly identifiable from all the other characters. Right. His sister wears a pink kimono. Mm-hmm. Um, Giyu has one that's two different patterns and the, the sensei has one that's a water, beautiful water pattern. Yeah. They, he, they really do a good job on that. And I'm very impressed. And even except for the mask of the sensei, the other masks are also beautiful. The, those two cat masks were so spectacular. Far. So far, I'm going to say so far too, because I know ahead of time there's another mask that's really goofy <laughs> when you get to the swordsmiths. Yeah, but the one character who is the sensei, he has an icky mask. And I, I think it's famous. I really do. I think it's famous. I think it's a no mask that represents a demon or something. Or a no mask, yeah. And it's a, some kind of no mask. But either way, we already mentioned that the sensei was hardcore and old school. I don't have anything else on that. Do you guys want to talk about that? Well, we mean old school and he pointed up a mountain and he's like, climb it, do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he'd like, instead of explaining how to breathe out, he whacked him in the belly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was that kind of old school, much like how Sensei Michelle's old school training was. In the beginning it, it was. It's something that's kind of foreign to me because I've never really experienced anything like that. Only bits and pieces here and there from my past, but not too much. And it's also interesting because Tanjiro also has other senseis and these other children who show up with the cat masks who help him with his training. And they do a little bit more soft approach of helping him break down these concepts and helping him grow too. Yes. How about this? There are a lot of comparisons between this particular story and a lot of other stories. I'm going to give you an example. He had to break through a giant boulder with his sword in order to pass the test to go on to the next test. Yeah. And that's a little bit like a King Arthur thing where he had to pull the sword out of the stone. And I could have sworn there was like a Japanese legend like that, but I can't find anywhere. But it's it sounds so much like it's one of those like old legend like type of things like the guy cuts through a stone and then, you know, he intimidates an army or he had to prove himself with that. So it seems really old school like a legend. And the thing that we learned from the King Arthur myth or from this is that it wasn't about strength. It had to do with curing yourself into a maturity level. And internal characteristics. Right. And it also had to do with believing you can do it instead of saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. Which, by the way, big time karate thing. (laughs) Big. To say, I can instead of I can't. And that is interesting to me because Tanjiro keeps saying, I can't. And they keep saying, you're never going to make it. If you keep saying, I can't. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to the anime and say, in the very beginning when we were first watching it, they had a lot of nature shots. There was Mm. snow. There was walking through the snow. There were birds and pine trees. And I'm telling you, it was so realistic looking that I kept forgetting that I was essentially watching something that was drawn as opposed to filmed in real life. Yes. And then later on in the episodes, they use different pictures of nature at different seasons to show the passing of time. Also a universal thing. Yes. Yeah. And and part of that is if you haven't seen any anime since, you know, a long time ago, the technology has definitely progressed because this is still hand drawn, but it's hand drawn onto a computer. 
so they can pick greater detail because they don't have to draw each individual picture over and over again. So they can put more detail into individual shots. But that doesn't take away from the artistry in oh, any way, oh, shape, no. or form. They're really, really well drawn. And the artistry in Demon Slayer, I really enjoy. Us. Okay, we probably should have put this at the beginning. <laughs> there is a lot of blood in this one. Oh, yeah, we it, should have put that at the Especially in the first episode, right? Yeah. Oh, especially. But I'm sure as if I was to go on and watch more, there'd be more because they're going to slay demons. Uh, yes, and the demons <laughs> are not nice about killing people and they do it in very graphic ways it's so icky. there is a lot of blood and there's a lot of like limbs and stuff going everywhere so if you're a fan of zombie movies and tarantino you will like this and if you have a child who is very young maybe you oh, shouldn't yeah, no. watch it at the same time yes even though there With are a lot of kids room. yeah even though there's a lot of kids that do watch this show it might not be great for younger audiences yeah it, you know at least Maybe middle schoolish ages would yeah. probably be the best. That's what I think. I, I totally agree. Without the level of violence in the anime. Yeah. So these people also have an enhanced sense of something within their being, which makes them good demon slayers. And maybe it's not exactly a magical power, correct? Well, what they call it is total concentration breathing. In their universe or mythology, the way you, you can enhance your powers by doing this, this kind of breathing and it'll enhance your strength so you're as strong as a demon because the demons are much stronger than humans. The demon slayers are still people, so they're mortal. But our protagonist, Tanjiro, has an enhanced sense of smell. Yes, in the fight, yeah. Before he, the demons even attack, they establish that in the anime. He uses that to enhance his combat. Like, he can smell where the demons are, where this person is, mm -hmm. so he knows where they're coming from. And what other ones would we find if we kept um, watching? For example, some other character has what? It covers basically the five senses. There's definitely oh. a sound. His sensei, the one that Tanjiro got sent to, mm -hmm. was sent there because he also has a good sense of smell. Oh. So when Giyu recommended him, it was in the letter Giyu was like, he can also smell like you can. So that's one oh, of the reasons you recommended him that. that. Yeah. I also love that he, he sent the message by bird. Well, those are crows. Those actually get established like in an episode or two. All the demon slayers get them. Oh. Once you pass the test, you get a messenger crow, basically. Oh, that's except, so cool. Except for one guy who gets a like a little uh, sparrow. Oh, that's even which, cooler. That's better. The sparrow is my favorite because the, the crows can talk. Oh. The sparrow can't, but the sparrow became one of these things because his family was killed by demons, so he wants to avenge his oh. family. So I find that interesting. So are you saying the crows can actually talk like yes. they say hi? and they do later on episodes. Oh, oh, and there's there's one that's just obnoxious, like, my guy's the best guy, everybody else <laughs> sucks. And, that's and, the, and the guy he's doing it for is like super quiet and is like never really talks. Okay, that brings me to, we watched episodes that were dubbed. The people spoke English. And although they said all the correct things so you could follow the story, sometimes the American translation was goofier than probably the visual. They like, they didn't match, right? That's right. The visual, this was this <laughs> really right. serious thing. And then the character is saying something that we would say if we stubbed our toe. Well, Demon Slayer as an anime is really goofy. So some of that might've still been in the subtitles. Also, before I dive into this, there is a huge debate because some people are exclusively subs. You can't, appreciate the anime unless you listen to it in the original language but oh, okay. i'm more of the feeling of like if it's subbed or dubbed i don't really care so i prefer listening to dubs because it's easier and i don't have to read okay let me just say this just in case you don't know exactly what we're talking oh. about sub means subtitles and there are camps you either like subtitles or you don't i like subtitles fine 
I don't have I a problem with them, but I would prefer not to have to read and look because then I kind of have to watch twice yes. once to get the story right. through the dialogue. And then again, so I can appreciate the cinematography or in this case, the animation. Okay. Do you want to go farther into the sub and dub world? Um, Although there, that's there, a funny well, the, the one part that stuck out to me in this Demon Slayer dub that I think might have been pushing it a little too much is there was a part where Tanjiro was treating Nezuko like a cat. And oh, I think yeah. that, was, that was the part where it's like, no, what? Yeah. Stop. Just stop. No, what? I agree. And that I don't think weird. that was in the original Japanese. Mind you, these are the first episodes, and it wasn't known that this anime was going to explode like it did. This is actually a sleeper hit. Nobody knew it was going to be this popular. Oh, yeah. very interesting. So they probably got more serious once they got on to a couple episodes in. All right. We have to do the like or dislike part. I liked it. I, even though I'm not a big gore person. Much to my surprise, I really liked it. I never expected to uh, like it so much. But I love the way it was drawn, and I thought that the characters each had a personality. So it was fun, and now I'd like to know what's going to happen. I know. That's the annoying part. Now I actually want to follow it a little bit. And obviously, I like it. Obviously, I recommend it for people who have not seen anime. I think it's a really good introduction anime, and it might be an anime that's the only anime you ever watch. And that's okay. And that takes me beautifully to, we need to know if you've watched anime, watched Demon Slayer like any of it and do you have a recommendation if you want us to watch another one so where are they going to write us sensei jackie well we're all over the web at wildcat dojo um if you'd like to leave us a little instagram note we're at wildcat dojo conversations if you'd like to go old school we're at dojo conversations at aol.com so you should check out the instagram page because that's where we put on our teeny little reels and randy and i'll probably do one today and that way you can see us in real R-E-E-L life. Ooh. <laughs> I know it was bad. I saw it coming and I knew it was bad. <laughs> so I'm positive that I should not follow that bad joke with this new news. We now have on our show notes a little link where you can donate money straight to us. And it's literally called support the show. And frankly, I would appreciate it. Even though this episode marks our 200th episode. We have not broken even yet. I love this podcast, though. I'm not going to quit doing it. I don't care if I never break even. I'm crazy that way. So if you want to help, that would be awesome and cool, right? Oh, we would love that. How else can they help? You can also help by visiting our sponsor. Honor Honor Athletics, Athletics, of of course. Scroll down and click on her link at honorathletics.com. Or call her at 770-945-5150. When you check out, say Wildcat Dojo, and she'll give you a 10% discount. And plus, she'll know you were with us. So thanks, guys. All right, that's it. We are rolling it to the end. And you know, Cincy Randy, how much I love having you on the show. Oh, and it's always great to be on. It's fun. Especially about this topic. I love this topic. I'm so glad I finally got to it. And I am too, especially because now we have somebody who's a a specialist. (laughs) You'll be back, though. Oh, of course. Probably on a different topic. Oh, definitely on a different topic. Us. That's it. That's it. I guess we better uh, say our goodbyes. I'm going to say see you next week. Hope you enjoyed this as much as we did making it. Don't forget to check out all our graphics online. And thank you for having me. Oh, are you kidding? It was so much fun. And on that note, guys, I'm going to sign us out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.